In order to come back to life and rule the NFL, you first must die. Mm. And that is why a few weeks ago, Brian Westbrook and I buried this team because we knew in order to get the best form of the Eagles, zombie Eagles, mm. they must first die. Yes. And then they can rise again. And that is what they are doing. That is what happened. Go. Yeah. Oh, oh. Up here. Hit up, here. It. up top. Up I top. can't see. Higher. Open your damn eyes. What the hell is going on, bro? <sighs> yes. We are back. Control our own destiny. Right where we were supposed to be. It was destiny all along. It was all it was planned from the very beginning. You were there. I was there. There is something about the Eagles that I like it more when their backs are against the wall mm-hmm. and they are underdogs and they are zombies. Yes. Is the energy back? You should have felt the stadium. Oh. You don't, you don't understand. I was invited and I didn't go. But well, I I'm glad going. that you didn't no, go. I'm a superstitious Yeah, person. yeah. Stay away. Stay away. Yes. There was this thing going on in that state. It was like a magical moment, an energy. Do you remember 2008? Yes. In order for us to make the playoffs, we played the Dallas Cowboys. Right. In order for us to make the playoffs, the, Ra- the Raiders had to win. Two other teams had to lose. Something. Right? Yeah, Michael Bush went off for the Raiders. Yes. And then we had to beat the Cowboys. We played them that night. I believe it was a Sunday night. And when I say something came over that football team, something came over that stadium, same thing happened yesterday. This team, out of nowhere, Raised from the ashes. They were burnt. They were done. They were in the ground. Six feet under. And all they did, they clawed their way back. Little by little. The undertaker was there. And they just rose. It was improbable. There was no way they should have won this game. On paper, Zeke, Dak, Cooper, Gallup, Demarcus Lawrence, Smith, Sean Lee, Byron Jones. They forgot about one thing. What's that? They still had Jason Garrett. And we had the Philly faithful. We had Carson Wentz. Uh, That's who we had. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning head coach. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, second round pick. Sliding like Brian. Oh, my goodness. Impressive. To seal the deal. Seal the deal. Fletcher Cox gets hurt, comes back in, forces a fumble. Playing like an animal. Greg Ward Jr. Where the hell did Greg Ward Jr. come from? I think Greg Ward is better than Antonio Brown right now. Dallas Goddard. Yes. Zach Ertz. Playing with a broken rib. Broken ribs. Goes into the locker room, gets shot up, comes right back, gets a bunch of catches. First down, first down. The Philly fans are going nuts. Jason Kelsey. Jason. Impressive. I I mean, listen, I, I was... I looked at the game all different types of way. And none of those ways had the Eagles coming out victorious. N- none of them. There's one more guy. Who's that? Carson Wentz. Carson the Wentz. That's who he is. Carson, Carson the, Wentz. the Wentz. Carson the Wentz. Yeah. He went out and and listen, he hadn't been consistent for four quarters. The two previous games, Washington as well as the Giants, Second half, he looked great. First half, he looked average. The one thing that I wanted him to do, 
string together four quarters of football. And what did number 11 do? He walked out swagger, uh, 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 walking around like he was a man. Hasn't proven anything yet. He goes on that field and shreds, shreds. absolutely shreds the Dallas Cowboy defense. With some guys that I don't even know who they are. Oh, number this, number 84, number 83. I don't even know who these guys are. Miles Sanders, young man, step up for your football team when you need when they need you the most yeah. in the playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh man, I'm getting the chills. I need to calm down. I did not expect you to be more energetic than me. This is a level of excitement. I know, I, but you know why? Because when we have a man down, you're playing under the weather right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other people have to step up. Wow. That's what Philadelphia Eagles do. Wow. When, when, you, when you're down a couple guys, you're down Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar. Some people say that's a good thing. Oh. You're down uh, uh, Grugier Hill. Yeah. You're down a bunch of different guys. Ronald Darby gets hurt. And what do you do when someone. Brandon Graham's. comes in and out of the game. What do you do when someone's out? Ooh. The other guys step up. That's what happens. I had to raise my level today just because I didn't want you to have to expend so much energy early on. Let me let me add this. One, oh, Ertz broke his rib, came back in incredible. Unbelievable. Dallas Goddard. I sit with Ertz's wife, and she was concerned. And his mother. Oh my goodness. Really? They were, they were, they they, they just didn't know what was going on. They didn't get really really get an update. Julie finally told me that he, she thought that he broke his ribs. And the next thing I know, Zach is back out there on the field. Stepping up when the team needs you the most. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Looks Cox. Like he hyperextended his elbow. Next play, force fumble. Where the heck was he at the last couple of weeks? Everyone's complaining. Where's a defensive MVP? Where's a guy that you paid all this money to? Oh, he was waiting for this game. That he was waiting for the like, Cowboys game. Even that kid, that rookie free agent signing, Anthony Rush. Yes. They signed him off the practice squad of the Raiders in October. He was out there making plays. Balling. It is so sweet to me. Every time Dallas Goddard owns the Cowboys. Yes. Because I think you need to understand the perspective. Dallas gets a surprise entrance by Jason Witten on the second day of the draft. Mm -hmm. Jerry, Steven, I'm retiring. You know what? It's okay. We love this kid out of South Dakota State named, what do you know, Dallas Goddard. They got the name Dallas coming to Dallas. They're sitting there the whole day going, mm-hmm. this is the future of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Howie Roseman trades up one pick in front and steals him when we already got Zach Ertz. Boom. Leaving the Dallas Cowboys to a year later have to get Jason Witten to retire from Monday Night Football to come back in. And in three games against those Cowboys. Boom. Dallas Goddard has 17 catches, yep. 204 yards, mm-hmm. and three touchdowns. Impressive. The fact that we stole him and the fact that he owns them, Dallas Goddard is one of my favorite Eagles because he will pound yes. this franchise for a decade. For a very long and time. And I'm so excited. Impressive what he's been able to do. He had a case of the drop seats a little bit early on. That's fine. Last couple games. Yes. He, he came to play. Catches. Nine catches. Miles Sanders has 766 rushing yards Mm -hmm. and 510 receiving yards. He is the fifth rookie running back since 2000 to go over 500 and 500 in his first year. Impressive. You know who else did it? Who did it? Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Uh Reggie Bush, 
and Gio Bernard. Wow. That's a good list of guys right there. And Miles is starting to click. He's figured it out. He had a few plays last night on screens and draws where he kind of got the edge, and then all of a sudden, there's 10 more yards. Uh There's 15 Uh more yards. And it did not get lost on me that he slid down at the end of the game. Look at that. Deuce Staley is his coach. Uh An article came out today. He said he's really the first father figure I've had in a long time. Wow. Your former teammate. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing the Brian Westbrook slide that you did against the Cowboys to ice the game. I love the fact that he did that. I would have gotten me personally. I probably he would have went over a hundred yards if he got the extra twenty one yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kneeled at the one or whatever. I would I would have been selfish in that situation. I'm glad he did it. I would have not scored. I would have got the extra yards because you never know. You never know what happens. Yeah, but what is it like? You're one of like the only people that can answer this question. What is it like to slide and then go back to like the huddle? Like Jason Kelsey was right in his face. Uh-huh. But what's it like when you get the ceremonial slide? Because usually only the quarterbacks get to do a kneel. Right. You got to do it. What's, well, what's, I'll, I'll tell you this. My, my slide, my downing type of situation was not very graceful because I was half-hearted about it. Yeah, you kind of. I wanted to score. And I also wanted to do what was right for the team. So I was half-hearted. I could tell early on in this play, Miles knew exactly what he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, when he broke free. He already knew. <laughs> I'm there. Bum, bum, bum. And he's much faster than a lot of people think. He got up to speed, and he's like, he's thinking in his head, I'm going to slide. And so his slide was perfect. It was a perfect uh, feet underneath your baseball slide right on in there. That was a perfect slide. That if you're going to slide, that's how you do it. To wrap up my eagle stuff, I want to say that I also witnessed last night two Eagles solidify themselves as the second best player at their position in the history of the Eagles. Okay, let's hear it. Fletcher Cox officially has played the same amount of seasons as Reggie White has played with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Eight years. Yes. And I got a little bit spicy and I said, I wonder if Fletcher was a better Eagle. When you look at the numbers, you realize how great Reggie White was. Fletcher, in his eight years, he has one more game left for regular season. It is five Pro Bowls, an All-Pro, 48 sacks, 10 forced fumbles, 10 fumble recoveries, and a Super Bowl. And out of a possible 127 games, Mm -hmm. he played in 124. That's impressive. Pretty damn impressive. impressive. Reggie White over those eight years. Fletcher had 48 sacks. Reggie had 124. What? The lowest he ever had was 11 in a season. Eight years, eight double digits. Wow. 18 forced fumbles to Fletcher's 10. 11 fumble recoveries to Fletcher's uh, 10. Six All-Pros to Fletcher's one All-Pro. Seven Pro Bowls to Fletcher's five Pro Mm -hmm. Bowls. And out of 128 games, he played in 121. It makes you realize how incredible Reggie White. Did we have this argument, me and you, last week? No. I had an argument with somebody about Reggie White last week. About what? which part? Well, I thought that he was the best player, defensive player that we've seen in a very long time. We were arguing about something. I can't remember. I was arguing with like, someone. When it gets down to the who was the better all-time defender, LT or Reggie, I always take Reggie. LT was tough. They both were. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I think, like, I would love to ask Belichick that question. That's a great question. Because he coached man. LT, but he yes. went against it. And like, yes. when I talked to Phil Sims, what he says about Reggie, it's like, it was, there's nothing like it. Yeah. But it just made me realize, like, Fletcher, I think, is the second best 
defensive lineman in the history of the Eagles. If you want to say Chuck Begnarek, I get it. Jerome Brown, you could throw a name around a little bit. Shorter spin. He is second all-time, and Malcolm Jenkins, to me, is the second-best safety. Eh, There is, like, Andre Waters, but behind Dawkins. Yes. Because you just look at Jenkins now and this span that he's had now and the leadership and the big moments that he's made. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll never be over Dawkins. No. But I believe he's second. Well, when you look at Malcolm Jenkins, this is what he provides. And this is why, of course, I don't ever put him near Dawkins because he's legendary. But Malcolm, for safety, has played in the slot. He's been the eraser for everything. He's played linebacker. He he blitzes. He does a bunch of things for that defense. There's just not very many players around the league yes. that can do all of those things well that that defense in particular asks them, asks them to do. And I also believe that the zombie Eagles, which is what they are, uh-huh. he is the leader of them. Yes, he is. Yes, he when, is. When, when he says to them, we're going to turn it around, he's the one they listen to. Uh-huh. Now, the guy they're going to start listening to is Carson Wentz. Because I believe yesterday Carson Wentz officially won over the Eagles locker room. Mm-hmm. What he's done since being down 17-3 to to the Giants, coming back against Washington. Yesterday to read Brandon Brooks say, pretty much, screw all the people that talk shit about Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. He's our guy. Yeah. I think he won over the team yesterday. Because they know he's doing it with Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Ertz was out. You got a lot of Josh Perkins, yep. Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. They see it now. And where we are now... Compared to where we were last year when the stories were coming out, I think he won them over. And if the Seattle Seahawks come to town, yes, and it's a four or five matchup, say it. And they just lost Chris Carson, say it. And Rashad Penny, say it. And and Procise, uh-huh. and Dwayne Brown, that's right. And Jadavian Clowney's been missing time. Mm-hmm. And Quandre Diggs has been missing time. A lot times. of injuries over there. And they just faced Philadelphia in Philadelphia and put up 17 points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Eagles' offense was not functioning like it was back then. Keep saying Go ahead. Say it. Say it. This is an Eagles team that could find themselves playing in the divisional round of the playoffs. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Zombie Eagles. They're back. They're The Eagles, you want to play the Eagles in the middle of the year. Yeah, buddy. You do not want to play them where every week they're going to be a touchdown underdog. Mm-hmm. And they're back from the dead. And they want to be that underdog. That's they the enjoy that they, role. The only way Doug Peterson knows how to call a good game <laughs> That's true. is when our backs are against That's the wall so and no true. one believes in us. Doug's when like, do we finally see Greg Ward taking snaps under center? When nobody believes in us. Nobody believes. When do we start like the perfect like wheel routes to Miles Sanders and flushing out the tight ends? I mean... Jake Elliott can't even miss, make a field goal. Nope. We don't need him. It doesn't matter because the we, zombie is on the Eagles. Think about this. Doug Peterson went and got his back against the wall play script. Oh, Some of these plays, I was like, well, hold on. These guys are wide open. Wide open. What happened to these plays two, three weeks ago? This is what happened last year against oh, the Bears. Impressive. This is what happened, you know, in the, the Super Bowl run against the Fal- like after the Falcons game against Minnesota. You're talking about, think about this, the zombie Eagles. Rising from the dead. Does anybody remember a couple years ago, they drafted a kid named Sidney Jones. Oh, my God. And what 
exactly happened to him was he was hurt coming out of college. They put him on IR first year. He's on the bench. He's coming, working his way back, played a little bit towards the end of the year. The next year, he was a complete disappointment. Earlier this season, complete disappointment. And for some reason, he was dead. He's a bust. Can't play for us. And what happened? He was was not played coach's decision for a number of games this year. Yes. He was healthy, a healthy scratch. And then three Your second round pick against the Giants, mm-hmm. game deciding situation, he knocks it down. Who's in the game? What is he doing in the game? And that's why what's really funny is a lot of people are angry at Jason Garrett for that fourth down call. But I'll tell you what, as an Eagles fan, if you told me that the healthy wide receiver, Michael Gallup, yeah. was one on one on Sidney Jones, I think most Eagles fans would go, I'd actually prefer you don't throw there. Right. That was actually the that good a, matchup. That was a good matchup. Sidney Jones, the bust of all busts, against Michael Gallup, who jumps over everybody. Yeah, and he made the fucking play. I'm, I, listen, I think Doug Peterson a couple weeks ago gave him the game ball because he that, that was the Giants game. Yeah. He made a play. It was a great play. He makes that play in the end zone, breaks up that pass. Oh. And I'm looking around like, oh, my goodness. Rising from the dead, Sidney Jones, yes. of all people, what is he doing on the field? Makes a great play. And, and here's the thing. Teams talk about it all the time, and you could talk about the regular season. You could talk about what you do preseason in the first quarter of games. But the most important thing is what you do when it matters the most. In big games, are you stepping up or are you falling back? And, again, I believe the Cowboys had a bunch more talent than the Eagles. And in and, and my heart, I'm pumping Eagles, Eagle Green. But my mind was saying, well, look at the, look at the matchups. They have all the matchups in the world. All of them. Well, why, well, why shouldn't they win? Yeah. There was something that this team did yesterday. They just dug much deeper, and they wanted it more. And I'm going to tell you right now, that Dallas team, they're a bunch of front runners. There was a bunch of guys that quit yesterday. They had a chance to win this game. You got more t- did you watch them quit? Yeah, I watched them quit. I mean, this team looked like it had no energy. They had, they didn't care. They didn't want it. And this was all about I want it for the Eagles. This Dallas team didn't want it. They, their coach couldn't get them fired up enough to go in that game and play and win it. Doug Peterson got these boys ready to play. He said something to them, and they responded. I thought it was wildly fitting and insanely ironic and, and just really poetic that What we have said after all of these late Dallas Cowboys losses Mm -hmm. are Jerry won't let Jason Garrett on the plane. Jerry (laughs) is going to make Jason Garrett take the bus home. Right. The Eagles players after the loss yelling, Jason Garrett's going to have to Uber back to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And the image after the game was the Cowboys and Jason Garrett stuck on a bus with a plane that can't get off the ground. Can't get off. The same plane that Jerry Jones supposedly wasn't going to allow Jason Garrett to take, they were stuck on it together. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing more awkward than being in traffic with people that you hate. Hate them. Hate them. And it's just going to fire in a a week or two. Jerry Jones was probably reaching levels of mass frickin' fury. Yeah. And then he has to look over and see Jason going, hey, guys, it's all good. Guys, we're going to make it. Clapping it he up. Wants some, he wants some Biscoff cookies. <laughs> Can Doug- you, like how – I'll actually like to say that to Jerry Jones, 
to have this restraint lately has been unbelievable. Yes. I know a lot of people are going to get very upset at Jason Garrett, Amari Cooper not being out there at the end of the game. One. Amari Cooper post-game saying, I really thought we could have done a go route, and I don't think we called them enough. Mm. Two, because I'll tell you what, as an Eagles fan, the thing I'm most afraid of is Amari Cooper going deep against any of our cornerbacks. Yes. Like, Jalen Mills, you can burn. Like, Sidney Jones can be Mm -hmm. burned. Mm -hmm. Like, they all can be. So the fact that you didn't throw it, yeah. I'm not putting Zeke coming out on the third or fourth and short. Because he took himself out. Yeah. So I'm not, what, like, unless you're Garrett and you want to take the timeout, no. I thought that Dallas could have taken a timeout at one point. Jason Garrett was not great. No, he was but not. I thought Dak missed a few big throws. Well, he, that he were missed wide a, open a, a go wide. route to Tavon Austin, who's wide open. Amari Cooper had a, a blatant drop for a first down. Yep. He missed the Tavon Austin one. Yep. There were a number of penalties, which we always, I know, put back on the coach. But there were some decisions that I didn't think were great. But, like, thank you for keeping him this long. Because I know you, you thought you were going to throw away your Super Bowl trip. In effect, you've helped the Eagles with theirs. I don't know. A new coach could have maybe brought in some new energy. You thought it may be. Maybe the message for Jason Garrett has become too stale. Oh, it's. I mean, stale, stale. Like, hey, don't even talk to us stale. You know, I, maybe that's what's going on. But I, may, I want to bet over our master over here at Bleacher Report. He bet me $100 that the Cowboys were going to win. Really? And I asked him who he wants next year. He says Lincoln Riley, mm. which makes sense to me. A lot of vets on that football team. You got to wonder how that how that all comes together. But absolutely incredible, great game for the birds. I just, just am afraid that they're going to lose to the Giants. That that would be Could hurtful. You, that would that would hurt my heart in pride, <sighs> and I would have a terrible Monday if that happened. Like a terrible Monday. I believe that the Eagles' season is now a success if they make the playoffs. In my mind, I know that you're an athlete, and it's the week in front of me, and we still have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that if you would have asked me in week six or week seven or after the Dolphins lost, you win the division, you get a home game in the playoffs, you knock out the Cowboys, and you send them into an absolute tailspin as a franchise. I know that before the year, the expectations were the Super Bowl. It has not been that kind of year. The injuries have been profound Mm -hmm. everywhere. In my mind, winning the division, if they hold on, and knocking out the Cowboys is a successful year for me. I and now I feel like I'm playing with house money if they make it. I think anything the, else is a bonus. I'll tell you this: what makes me the most happy about this Eagles season was has been the last three games. And, and, and here's the reason why: we haven't played great opponents, and and even when been NFC East opponents, it's all NFC East, so they're, they're not great. We understand that, but we've seen the maturation of our quarterback, and that's something that. <laughs> Carries over years, not just this year. We saw we we saw Carson go from a point where I felt like he was a little too shy, and maybe he was a little bit, um, you know, he allowed Alshon and different guys yes. in the locker room to 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 take more of a leadership role, and now the younger guys are looking at him as a leader. Yes, to me, you, you we'll make the playoffs and we'll win a game, maybe or however it turns out. That's the most important part. They're going to find weapons to put around them. Right. They will find weapons to put around them. But now the mental part, the mindset, 
that I'm the leader, that guys are going to be looking up to him. I feel like that's the part, most important part that he got back these last three games. It was incredible. That was incredible. So that was a lot of Eagles talk. Yeah. Let's get around the NFL really quickly. Let's do it. Um, first and foremost, I would like to take this time to gloat quickly. Okay. There are a lot of times where we throw out predictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never. I know where you're going. Yeah. Been more happy with the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. officially getting the number one seed. Absolutely. Zigging when the rest of the NFL sags and going more run. Yep. And in week 16, the championship of the playoff rounds for the Fantasy Football League. The one part of my prediction that didn't look good all year, saying that I drafted Justice Hill Mm. in the 11th round, the fact that he catches a touchdown and puts up double-digit fantasy points, locks it in as my greatest take that I have ever had in my entire life, and I will likely never have it again. Your whole life. And I also want to say that you doubted it a lot early on, Uh and I stand before you not humble, gloating, and looking at you right now and going, gotcha, motherfucker. I don't like you looking at me that way. It feels really good. I, I came I, around. It feels good. I, I well, feel that it feels well, good for you. I don't like you looking at me, though, so stop. Remember after the Dolphins game? And yes. A, their house is shit. Well, here's the thing. Why Westbrook? I did come around. How about them fucking elbows? Hey, listen. Those, the Ravens. I don't I don't know what that is. Don't. What's that? What is that move? Loosening up the shoulders. Is that what that is? I'll be carrying them. I've never lockers. loosened up my shoulders like, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of right, weird. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, they they look great. They, I mean, they look great. They they did yesterday exactly what they've always done all season long. They ran the ball well, and after you try to stop the run, they throw right over top. Mark Andrews got involved a little bit. Lamar Jackson, and, and, and this is the reason why, if I had a quarterback right now, the only one that I would go with was Lamar Jackson, even if we're up or down, is because defenses haven't figured out a way to stop him. You, I think that there is a way to stop Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you get around him a little bit. You, you know, you try to you try to sack the quarterback. You can hopefully get some deflections, things like that. There's no way to stop this kid because you can't stop the run game because Gus Edwards, he'll figure out a way. Mark Ingram, when healthy, he'll figure out yeah. a way. So you can't stop it there. You can't deny the fact that you got to close down the middle of the field. And as soon as you do that, he'll get outside of you with his speed. He's faster than everybody else. But his ability to be accurate passing the football, that's the difference maker. That's the thing that you can't account for now, especially if you're trying to stop the run. You said we got to play man-to-man on the outside. And as soon as the linebacker takes a peek in the backfield, is Lamar running, he's throwing the ball over the top of your head. Baltimore now has... The playoffs going through Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's a place where they've already beat the crap out of the Patriots this year. Yes. It's a place where they already beat the crap out of the Texans this year. Mm-hmm. They match up. They won in Buffalo. And the other teams right now, the Steelers, they play them in a little bit. And no, no, no doubt. And Tennessee Titans. The one team that they lost to that's in the playoffs right now, it's not the Browns, was in Kansas City. Yep. They were the one team that jumped out to a really early lead mm-hmm. and made Baltimore play from behind. How early was that game? What week was that? Let me look that up. Weeks th- four, five, something Okay, like so that. it was still early on. They were still trying to find their groove. Very early. Okay. A number of lucky plays for Lamar, but at the same point, they got it done and they lost by one possession. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still dying. Kansas City, Baltimore, 
with all due respect to the Patriots, is the, the AFC championship that I believe that we deserve. In, in Baltimore, Kansas City right now has found their mojo. Yes. They have found it. Yes. Against Chicago, we're going to toy with mm-hmm. you. In the snow against Denver, we're still going to make the throws. Wherever you want it, we got it. People forget Tyreek Hill missed six or seven weeks to start the season. <coughs> Excuse me. Damn. All of their running backs have been hurt. Yep. Their best left tackle, Eric Fisher, missed about missed six, seven time. weeks. Mm-hmm. And remember that Patrick Mahomes was hobbled. Yes. He got hurt, and then there was all this, oh, he's not as good when he's hurt things. Should they rest him? They got out of that, and they are back. And they added Terrell Suggs. And so now it's Suggs and Clark with Tyron Matthew in the back. Chiefs-Ravens is the AFC championship game, and I think it's going to rival the high-scoring game earlier in the year. I think it's going to rival what we saw out of Niners-Saints. Ravens Chiefs could end up being one of the greatest playoff games we've ever seen. And it's the one I'm rooting for. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's going to be the most exciting game, probably the postseason, unless you get Ravens 49ers in the Super Bowl. It'll be interesting. I, I think that'll be exciting. I think and you touched on a lot of great things for the Kansas City Chiefs that have gone right. But the most important thing that has gone right over the last five weeks is their defense has been the best defense in the NFL. And I think part of it is when you play the Chiefs, because remember, when the Ravens played the Chiefs, the Ravens kept going for two and were kicking onside kicks, mainly because they were in fear of this Chiefs offense. Mm -hmm. Now that the offense is clicking, it's causing other teams to do things they normally wouldn't. Because earlier in the year, like the Titans— they beat the Chiefs because they said, Ryan Tannehill's going to throw the ball 14 times mm-hmm. and we're going to pound the rock because we've established a lead and your offense isn't clicking right now. Tyreek Hill wasn't back. But when they can dice you up with Watkins and Hardman and Tyreek and Kelsey and one of the running backs, yeah. your offense now is acting different and you want to take shots and you want to throw the ball. And that's why I think... It's, it becomes like a system that complements itself. Like Atlanta Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl, Vic Beasley had 14 and a half sacks. Right. Because you were constantly behind throwing the ball a lot. You gotta, you can go and they had it. a defense built on speed. And that's what the Chiefs are. And now the offense is there to make Chris Jones and all those guys work. Here's the other thing that you have to add to the Ravens. They played each other in week four. Yeah. Marcus Peters. Makes a big difference. He wasn't oh. there yet. And Jimmy Smith was out. Jimmy Smith is back. Yes. So their secondary has got much better. It's going to be an amazing game. So it's going to be a great game. Patriots, though, I don't want to gloss over. Their win over Buffalo answered a lot of questions for me. Good win. They The offense, it was like Tom Brady played like four games in a row where we questioned him and then said, oh, I faced this defense mm-hmm. twice a year. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. The play calling, the, the fake reverse Dump off to Burkhead was gorgeous. He had a number of throws. Nikhil Harry continues to blossom in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle had damn near 100 yards rushing. And the defense, when push comes to shove, what Jim Schwartz called against the Cowboys on Sunday was, Dak, we don't think you're ac- accurate enough to beat us. That's right. We're going to play man-to-man, and we know that we're not that good, but we don't think you can put it on the on the spot. 
That's what Belichick does against quarterbacks that he doesn't fear that from. And he has the corners to do it. And I know that they burned him one time with John Brown, Stephon Gilmore, but the dude is, in my opinion, defensive player of the year. I think he is single-handedly makes that defense dangerous. And there's a lot of teams in the NFL that he thinks he can play man-to-man against. And the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams. I think that that touchdown on Gilmore, it it looked like it had – some safety should have been there to help. So some in some type of situation, I'm not exactly sure what 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 uh, defense they were in. The other thing, when I watched that Patriots game on Saturday, they got the running game going. And I've, and I've been asking for it all year long. Where's Sony Michelle? Is he hurt? Is he in the doghouse? What the heck is going on? Burkhead got going a little bit in the pass game in the run game, but Sony Michelle. He started to show himself a little bit more in that run game. 21 carries, 96 yards, you know, over five yards to carry. He was impressive. Yeah. I mean, a little, little under five yards to carry, every four yards to carry. He was impressive, but that helps his offense. When they went on a run last year, they ran the football. Yeah. December and through January, they ran the football. It looks like they want to lean a little bit more on that at this point. And, and then their offense to me feels like we're going to we're going to get back to pounding you. Yes. And remember Buffalo was secretly one of those run defenses that had been having issues, but then they went and they shut down Baltimore and Pittsburgh right. in two straight weeks and we thought that was done. They are light up front if you keep the hurry up. But the other thing about the Patriots offense that we can never forget is that in a in a short yardage situation or even a third and 6 that it's not 11 on 11. No. It is the cornerback guarding Julian Edelman versus Edelman and Brady's more like a decade of working together. And when they need five yards, that connection is so strong that you, and it's only going to take less than three seconds. Right. Ball out quick. That connection is one of the most unstoppable connections in the NFL. And they can keep a lot of drives going with that quick Edelman move because it's, there are certain guys that are unstoppable. Michael Thomas is unstoppable, unstoppable. in almost everything. Yep. But Edelman, in those situations, I would put up almost over almost every wide receiver in the NFL because of that connection. When, when I watched Edelman, and obviously he was compromised a little bit yesterday, just looked hurt, and I'm not sure exactly what his injury was. Every critical situation, catch, catch, jump up out of, I mean, off the ground, catch. Tom Brady, I mean, listen, if if you're a defense, this is your only guy that you double team on that offense right now. But he makes play after play. Guys draped all over him. It's been impressive what they've been able to do together. But, I mean, it kind of reminded me of that old Patriots offense, except for Gronk wasn't there. They're running the football, third and short, they're finding Edelman. Tom Brady is doing everything he can to get the ball out of his hands. Tom Brady yesterday, they had a reverse. I can't remember who the ball carrier was. He's huge block. Huge block. He looks so slow out there. I'm shocked that he even got there. Still got his name, the guy down to cut the defender. I think it was White he cut, actually. I mean, it was impressive that he yeah. even got out there and, and made that cut. Uh, it's it's good to see the Patriots back. I mean, I, I, I've, I've talked bad about him for so long. That offense hasn't done very well, and it's just been true. But it's kind of good to see them put up 24 points against a good defensive team. There are two quarterbacks entering the playoffs that truly can be unstoppable depending on how much juice they have left. Mm -hmm. Brady and Breeze. Mm -hmm. They are two guys that have been in every situation, home and away, bigger situations that they're going to play in, have achieved the ultimate prize, and have also achieved more Breeze, especially the last two years, the ultimate failure. Yes. 
So they know. There's no fear of the unknown. The question I have about both of them was, at this point of the year, would they be tired? Because that's what's been happening. That's what happened to Breeze last year in the playoffs. And it's happened to Brady in the past. Mm -hmm. He didn't look that great in the Super Bowl. Nope. But both look like they're going to get a bye. And Breeze being off for those six weeks. Mid-season break. He was outside in Tennessee. The Sharps in Vegas, they love betting against Breeze outside. Mm -hmm. And when push came to shove, he diced up that Tennessee defense and did whatever he needed. And he looks a lot healthier in December than he did last year. Brady, Brady does not look as rested as Breeze. No. But I thought the way he looked on Sunday was very, very exciting. I'll tell you this. I, I, I love the way that Tom Brady – there's a part of me that wish I could have played it much longer. But my body was telling me, no, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. There's a beauty. And, and, I, and I, I respect the championships. I respect the rings. There's a beauty in watching an older guy, Tom Brady, continue to play this young man's game. You, I mean, as you age, you realize this is a young man's game. You just can't do it. Your body doesn't recover the same way. There's a beauty in watching guys like Breeze and Brady um, play Ray the Lu- game. Ray Lewis towards the end. Ray Lewis towards I mean, just, just You're putting each other, you're putting literally putting each other back together Charles after Woodson, the game. When he went to Green Bay. Every single time. And, and so I, I watched that with Brady, but I also watched it with Breeze. And there was points in that game where I'm like, you know what, first half, there's no way that they're going to win this game. Tennessee, A.J. Brown looks Look incredible. Looks like a grown man. Alvin Kamara, I still have questions about his explosiveness. It just, it's not the same right they now. Need a, they need a hard-hitting back downhill. They need Mark Ingram back. And then Michael Thomas breaks the record yeah. for most receptions in a season. Was there any doubt? Did you think that he was going to do He's it? He's at 145. I saw a statistic that showed, like, quickest to a certain amount of catches in their first five years. And it was a list and Michael Thomas was second and he's only played four. Mm. He's like only behind Jarvis Landry. And what's incredible. And I have definitely been uh, a non Michael Thomas believer in terms of him being number one in the NFL, but there's something about knowing that he is going to get the ball eight to 10 times a game and still getting it. And, I think I have to come around to Michael Thomas maybe being the best wide receiver in the NFL because everything right now is showing me that he can do it. My problem is, is I like the people that give me the highlights. Yeah. I love a Tyree kill. You know, I would put Michael Thomas over DeAndre Hopkins right now, but it's certainly make that argument. Yeah. I don't know why I'm still wrestling with it. Well, because but I think I, I have to acknowledge that I think Michael Thomas is the best one. It's because you, you feel so high on Drew Brees. You think that Drew Brees is and one of Sean the, Payton. the most accurate quarterbacks ever. Sean Payton, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. But when you look at Michael Thomas, in my opinion, the best hands in the NFL. He runs great routes. And he's great. He's big and he's fast. That's the one thing that he has on Hopkins. Hopkins is he's gonna he has great hands. He's, he has a you know decent sized body, but he's not blazing fast. He's gonna catch everything around him. But I think I think you're right. It's the accuracy in which Michael Thomas yeah, you're looking at a different runs his routes, mm-hmm. coupled with Drew Brees' accuracy. Yep. It turns into routes that even if you're all over, the window that they can put it into is so small. When they broke the record, he ran a quick like a, a three step slant. 
And he, I mean, it, and this is it's not a routine catch, but the way he did it just made it look routine. He's sliding into a position where the ball is perfectly placed as he's I mean, the, I mean it was lesser receivers would have dropped that football. There's, he made it look routine. Apparently, the Seattle Seahawks are flying in Marshawn Lynch <laughs> yes. to interview with the team. Yeah. I can't imagine that Marshawn Lynch has been keeping himself in the greatest shape. I'm sure he's been living life. It's a year removed. I Well, who is the guy that you think has been keeping himself in shape that hasn't been on a team up until this point? It's but do you nobody. Like, nobody. Exactly. Has. I just do you think that just being Marshawn and having the mindset of I'm going to run through your effing face. We've seen guys come in and like have enough spark that yeah. first week. I I think that his mentality would help him out a lot. I never want to put anything past Marshawn's ability. I'll just say this. After sitting out an entire season, this is the first season out, right? Yes, because he played for okay, the Raiders. He played the Raiders last year. Sitting out an entire season, coming in in week 17, is hard to do. Again, I don't want to put it past him because I don't know if he maybe he's been working out. I haven't seen any videos. I haven't heard him say that he wanted to come back and play. No. So I'll tell you the intensity of his workouts probably weren't as high. But if you're talking about attitude, mindset, if anybody can do it, it would be Marshawn Lynch. The other thing is this. He's going to get in shape pretty doggone quick because he's going to touch the ball. You know the Seahawks are going to run it. You know that. And he's also one of those dudes that if he hit up the gym really quick, his body would he probably bounce back. Yeah, he'll bounce back. The, the one thing that you worry about, same thing I worried about with Zeke when he was holding out, is the hamstring, you know, the soft tissue oh, injuries. of course. I mean, the pull, the calf, something crazy like that where he you just – exploded. His body's year? not ready. I mean, yes. that, that's what you would think. But, you know, Seattle's going to make the playoffs. Them them getting blown out by Arizona yeah. was – At home. Wild. At home. Cliff Kingsbury, man, trying to do something. Get a couple couple more weapons on that Arizona team. And you start to say, oh, well, maybe Kyler. I'll be curious to see what happens with Kenyon Drake. Two, like, really young players in the NFL right now, Kenyon Drake and Dante Fowler. Both were guys that are coming up on the end of their really rookie contracts. Cast off from their original teams. Cast off from their original teams. And now able to hit free agency at, like, 25, 26 years old. Kenyon Drake has made himself a bunch of money this season. This year in Miami... People were saying, you know, he, he's not even a bust. He just nobody was even thinking about him. He came to Arizona, David Johnson's team, quite honestly, and he looked like the old school David Johnson. Yeah, because if you're a Cliff Kingsbury or an Arizona Cardinals fan, and this year we watched David Johnson explode in Week One against Detroit mm-hmm. in a comeback for a tie, Chase Edmonds yep. tear up New York and then never be heard from again. Mm-hmm. And then Kenyon Drake comes in and is the best fantasy player in the last four weeks of the year. Amazing. And you begin to realize this is a below-average offensive line. Mm-hmm. Maybe this Cliff Kingsbury running offense is about to be really damn special. Got a little something to it. There, that, that's some exciting. It's just exciting to realize. Yeah, 24 carries, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, I would say this. The Seattle Seahawks defense, hasn't is they're not what they used to be. Yeah. But I didn't see that coming. 
They gave up over 220-something yards of, of rushing offense. Cardinals had the first pick in last year's draft. They were able to find their franchise quarterback. Uh-huh. On Sunday, one of the things I appreciated the most is that the four fan bases that wanted their teams to lose the most were fighting the hardest to win. <laughs> Washington, New York goes to overtime. Miami, Cincinnati, it's tied 35-35. Right. Right. All four fan bases, please lose. And I will say it was sweet. Watching Daniel Jones throw five touchdowns and keeping the Giants out of the Chase Young sweepstakes. Wow. I saw this morning that you might have the fourth pick in the draft. That's right. You're even below Detroit right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe even the fifth pick. I'll tell you who's definitely not going to be there. Chase Young. Well, not. But thankfully, we can see that Giants offense clicking when nothing matters. Daniel Jones, we appreciate that. Chase Young, who went to DeMatha Catholic High School. Built my former predator. my former high school. Great athlete. Wow. Student and a scholar. Um, great athlete, good young man. It was weird because at one point, and this is kind of off topic, he said that I don't know if I'm going to return to school. It, it almost made him look like he was going back to school. And I'm, I'm listening to so him like, really? No, bro. Really? You're not. What you need to do is never say that again. I'll say that if this is some early draft talk, Washington gets them and you, you pair Montez Sweat with yeah. Chase Young. That's a lot guys. of youth coming, yeah, off, the coming off the edge. If he goes to Miami, my only question there is, does he fit the Brian Flores Patriots defensive line scheme? They took Christian Wilkins in the maybe. first year. Yeah, maybe. That's two really young stud uh-huh. defensive uh-huh. linemen that I'm sure he would like. Detroit, they need a pass rusher. They just lost Ezekiel Alonso last year. They went out there and signed Trey Flowers. They have a lot of power forwards, I'll call them. Yeah. Ashawn Robinson, um, Trey Flowers, I just said. Snacks Harrison. Mm-hmm. They Big need voice. an edge guy. Again, Patricia, does he fit in? That's the question there. Um, and then the Giants really could use him. But the first round pick, first pick of the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals, looks like they're taking Joe Burrows. Yeah. And I believe that I will say this in December. December 23rd, 2019. Joe Burrows will turn the Bengals around. He will be the franchise quarterback. This is a take. I'm feeling high off the Ravens getting the number one seed. Sound high. This is a take for three years from now. You got to sit with me until 2022. Might happen sooner. Jeez. But here's what I'm thinking. Long ride, bro. It's a long con. That's a long ride. It's the Bengals. Gracious. Joe Burrows from, excuse me, Burrow. I'm going to burrow myself deep into this take. <laughs> Joe Burrow. What, what state did he grow up in? Ohio. Ohio. Was going to Ohio State. Had to go to LSU, whose mascot is what? Tigers. Going to the Cincinnati? Bengals. Just a different stripe. Yes. Cincinnati Bengals, one of the coolest helmets in the league. Problem is, they've had a quarterback whose hair was the same color as it, thus rendering it not cool. Joe Burrows kisses like this. Mm. First pick in the draft last year. Do you remember who it was for the Bengals? Mm. No, because he didn't play a snap. That's right, got hurt. It was offensive lineman Jonah Williams. Uh-huh. The only player on that side of the ball that in the documentary between Belichick and Saban, Saban said, Jonah's worth a first-round pick. Really? He's coming in. 
Joe Burrows, Burrow, in about three years, will have turned the Bengals around. And this division will be Burrow versus Lamar. It's a hot take for 2022. Here to hear first, December 23rd, 2019. They got two Joes in the backfield. Joe Mixon, Joe Barrow, Joe Squared. Sounds like a problem for Joe Mama. (laughs) A.J. Green, I know you're going to want to leave. But stick it out for Barrow. They just put AJ Green on IR today. That's incredible. Like, wait, what? Really? That's a really. As I, I was. A, Why? I mean, what, I'm going to regret that take a lot. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I just bet on. You also said they had the coolest helmets in the, in the NFL. I believe that if the Bengals are operating at full Bengal, like back to like Boomer Esiason, uh-huh. the orange with the black, it's like. It's the only helmet in the league that was designed by a teenager. Yeah. And I fucking love it. They, yeah. I also have no style in picking jerseys and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's going to last well. For you. With the Giants, I was happy. Yeah. Uh, another hot take for me is that we are going to look back on the Antonio Brown trade from the Steelers as one of the best trades in the history of that franchise. Really? Tell me why. They trade him for a third-round pick. The NFL says that the Steelers are crazy. With that third pick, they take wide receiver out of Toledo, Deontay Johnson, Mm -hmm. who currently in his rookie season is 55 catches for 625 and five touchdowns, averaging over 11 yards per catch, and he's doing it with a quarterback named Duck and Mason Rudolph, who his most famous moment will be getting smashed in the head by a Cleveland Brown. Neither of them will be the quarterback of the future. And every week, Deontay Johnson is getting open. Well, uh, I'm just telling you that Deontay Johnson is going to, I don't think he's going to get to that level, but he is NBA space jamming, monstering, sucking the energy from Antonio Brown. And I saw Antonio Brown recording music videos in his apartment this weekend. And I am genuinely concerned for his well-being. I believe that Antonio Brown, this is not a joke. I believe that there's something going on. I believe he is about to enter a darkness, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just telling you that when you're recording music videos at your house and pretending to play electric guitar and launching things like No White Women 2020, yeah, it's not a good trajectory, and I'm worried. But with that being said, Amazing trade by the Steelers. I think the Steelers have been one of the best organizations in the league at finding wide receivers. Oh, my God. Across the board. Early in the draft, late in the draft. Obviously, Antonio Brown, six-round pick. But, I mean, they, they you could you can go down the list. They got a Emmanuel bunch of Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. They drafted Martavis Bryant. Yep. And he was more talented than anybody. Yep. James Washington has shown a lot of spunk. Uh, it goes back. Who's a guy that went to the, uh, the Jets? Ward. Who's the guy that went to the Jets? Oh, uh, the one that caught the touchdown in the Super Bowl against yeah, the I mean, Arizona they, Cardinals. Just a b- bunch of guys that have been really, really good. S- me, what? Um, me. You know, Antonio Brown, I, I, I do share. San Antonio your con- Holmes. San Antonio Holmes, yeah. I do share your concern. I just, I want a guy like that to get back in football. I, I'm con- I'm concerned in the same way that I'm you concerned. are. I'm concerned. I'm also, I mean, obviously Josh Gordon, I'm concerned. I'm similar. Like, I want these guys to be yeah. well. And... Just based off what I see on social media, yeah, doesn't look like it. Is. Did you know that the Raiders 
can still make the playoffs. I did. I saw all the possibilities uh, this morning. The Raiders had to have, from week 16 and week 17, <laughs> nine things happen yes. in order to make it. And if you want to think about odds, think about betting on a on a nine-game parlay mm-hmm. of just money lines. Mm-hmm. Think about how hard that is. In week 16, five of those things happened. Here is what the Raiders need to somehow get the sixth seed in the playoffs. They have to beat Denver. Possible. Possible. Yes. Houston has to beat Tennessee. That couldn't happen. Absolutely. A little revenge a little bit. The Ravens have to beat the Steelers. That's going to happen. Indianapolis has to beat Jacksonville. That's definitely going to happen. That's it. That means the Raiders. I don't think so. No, timeout. I think that they're either going to lose to Denver. We were on the Raiders bandwagon. Oh, I'm rather well aware. What, what, a couple months ago? When they were when they were six and four. We were the only people on the bandwagon. When they were five and four. We were the only people there. We had Abrams sitting right here. Yeah. In the sling. I'll be honest. I don't want the Raiders in the playoffs. What? I want the Titans in the playoffs. I like the Titans. Because but... I think the Titans are the most exciting possible succeed. If I'm choosing between. What fan base? Titans, Raiders, and what uh, fan base is owed more than the Raiders fan? They're taking they're taking the Raiders from Oakland, but moving the, them to a different state. If the if the Raiders get in at the sixth seed, yeah, that means it is either the Raiders going to Kansas City mm-hmm. or the Raiders going to New England. Okay, if they go to New England, it's Derek Carr in an under forty degrees game. Yeah, he's going to play the worst game ever. Possibly. If he goes to Kansas City, he is the worst quarterback in like the history of the world. Possibly. Playing in Ki- excuse yeah. me, Kansas City. Yeah. It would be worse, in my opinion, if the Raiders make the playoffs, because that means they will have an offseason of Derek Carr should not be the guy. Now, maybe he shouldn't be. Derek Carr. There was a Jason Locken for a story that Derek Carr may get looked at as not being the quarterback of the future. I don't know what they do with that contract. What do you do with his house? He bought a house next to the damn Gruden. If they are that Saturday morning game, that Saturday early afternoon game, which is where they would go, and it's either Derek Carr in Kansas City or Derek Carr in New England, they may have to cut him from that right after the game. That's how bad he's going to play. Come on, bro. On a national stage as the only game. it is better for Derek Carr not to make the playoffs. Come on, bro. That is my advice. He's up, bro. If I was advising Derek Carr, I would say lose close to Denver and don't play in the playoffs because if you play in the playoffs, they're going to want to cut you. Did you see Derek Carr was 26 or 30 yesterday? 291. I mean, that's, that's an impressive outing for him. Against the Chargers, though. Yeah. In a very— On the road. In a warm climate. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Sometimes, Derek sometimes Carr like is the weather. quarterback definition of shrinkage. <laughs> if it's cold, I don't feel confident. I have faith. Trust me, it's a grower. <laughs> That's what Derek Carr is going to be telling people. It's a grower. He's going to be like, is Las Vegas a dome? Thank God. Yeah, I want it warm. I can understand that. I like warm weather, too. All right. Uh, we're, we're recording this before Monday Night Football. Before Minnesota Green Bay, when a lot of crazy things could happen. A lot of crazy things. Here is the upcoming schedule. We are going to celebrate the holidays. Yes. I hope that you guys out there have a great holiday as well. This is the last Left Go Show podcast for the week. Next 
Monday. We're going to try and, I think, put it out on Monday. We are going to have a special podcast. Yeah. Westbrook, myself, Ingber, and we are doing the Woeys. Oh. It is the best moments that you have probably forgot from this past NFL season. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. barely talking about the teams and what happened on the field. Okay. All about the other moments. The moments. That made you go, whoa. Big season. Good call. So that's going to come out as a special episode next week. It's going to be the only episode that week. Enjoy the games. We will be active on social media at 36 Westbrook, at Adam Lefko. We'll keep the conversations going on on social. But for the first year that I can remember myself being at Bleacher Report, I'm going to take some time. I have to move apartments. I'm planning planning two weddings. That's right. I'm going to be on national TV in January. To be honest, I love you, but I can't do it. You're doing well, brother. You're doing well for yourself. We're trying. I'm proud of you. And you proud of you. are like the king of everything. I'm just trying to trying to make ends meet. You're inspiring the youth. Three kids. That's what I Fuck. Have. And they're adorable, and they themselves are getting modeling gigs, it looks like. They, they seem to have jobs now, which is good because they're off a of scholarship, so that's a plus for me. Brian Westbrook is literally putting his toddler to yes. work. Hey, the more you can do. Yes. For Westbrook. The Rocket Man. I am the L-E-F-K-O-E man. And the Eagles Ooh. are one win away. Ah, yeah. Let me, let me put this hat on the right way. Ooh, Ooh look at that bird. Woo-hoo-hoo. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, Dallas. Yeah. How'd that feel, baby? <laughs> I'm really afraid we're going to lose this game, though. Oh, my God. I'm out on you. I'm out on you. It's just-